What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Sweat Local Podcast, brought to you by Movement Strength. My name is Isaac, and today I am joined by just such a beautiful couple, David and Rosemary, or David and Rosemarie, mm. as I like to say. If you feel the panic and rush in my voice, it's because we were just shooting some content upstairs with these two. Rosemary needs to get jacked. David's on his lunch break. So you might need to put down this to like, rather than 1.25 to listen, you need to go to like 0.5 to really slow it down. Uh, but thank you guys for actually like making it work and having some time to come and chat with me down here in the basement of dreams. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is great. Is it great? It's so exciting. This is like <laughs> podcast dreams coming true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Been there, done that for me. Yeah. This is your second one. Oh yeah. yeah. Long time listener. A first seasoned, time speaker. A seasoned vet. Um, Although I would love to talk to you guys for four hours, as I love long-form podcasts, it's just not possible today. So we're going to need to be efficient, and there's really only a few questions that I want to go over. A lot of it is actually just going to be repetition of what you already told me upstairs, but um, I just love hearing your voices, so we're going to hear it again anyways in better quality this time. So the question that I want to ask you to is, you are a couple, you do have kids, and we hear this all the time where sometimes when people have young kids, they make excuses as to not come to the gym where that hasn't been the case for you. So my question is, how have you guys made it work? <laughs> They're pointing like, which one is going to talk? I don't get this is this. Is, there's nothing professional about this podcast. This is just having a fun time. So how do you guys make fitness a priority in your lives? I want to say that I did make excuses in the past. Um, my son or our son wasn't he was two by the time I started coming back to the gym um, and that that started because when he was two I realized you know what it's time to take back my body take control again um, and challenge myself so I was that mom and so for every mom out there who is still working on themselves and especially going through all of the changes of postpartum, keep doing you. Honestly, you need to do what's best for you. Um, and when the time is right, you will find the strength and you will find that motivation to come to a gym. Or maybe it's a community or it's another group or it's by yourself. Um, but don't feel rushed. But your question about how do we make it work? Um, as you said upstairs, coming to the gym, it's not just a change in our fitness routine, but it really has become a lifestyle change. And so that means that anything we do, it has to be sustainable. That means every little bit that we do um, matters and every little bit that we don't do, it's okay. Um, when I come to the gym, I recognize that David is at home with the kids. He is keeping their day going, whether that includes picking them up from school or getting our daughter to do her piano practice or putting a meal on the table for them or bathing them. And in turn, when he's at the gym, I'm doing that. And that there is that give and take. Um, but I also realize that his goals are also my goals. And so I want him to succeed just as much as he wants to succeed and just as much as our coach, Luke, wants us to succeed. I think it really has been uh, beneficial having sharing a coach. Um, and so it has really helped us both reach our independent goals, but it has also made sure that whatever we do is sustainable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what's critical is that it's not a transactional relationship. 
It's not the, you did this, now I get to do that. I did this for you, you do this for me. And I think I would say, without sounding like a terrible parent, we were too focused on the kids. We weren't focusing on ourselves in the sense of like, what's gonna give us energy to then be good parents. We were just, you know, young parents who are, well, you gotta do this, this, and this. You have to be there for the kids. They're the number one priority. And it can wear you down. It can like really make you um, tired. And without sort of something to like take time for yourself, Rosemary mentioned like for herself, taking back her body. I think for both of us sort of taking back some of our time and not doing the trade-off where it's like, okay, you're looking after the kids. Now I'll look after the kids. We actually have more time together as a family now. We focus on those pieces because we're being more intentional. We were already busy and it's easy to be like, well, I'm too busy for this. I mean, Rosemary just completed a master's. She's in a job now for two years in. Um, I have a full-time job. I also have a business on the side. I'm on a board of a church and there's a lot going on and you have two young children in the mix and you're just like, how do we make the time? And I think by being intentional about our own um, self-care has made us more intentional about everything else. And I think even though we added in something, going to the gym, it's actually made everything else better hmm. uh, because we, you get away, like being a parent is hard and you don't know what you're supposed to do. So you just sort of like do as much as you can and you're just wearing yourself out. By the end of the day, you know, you're falling asleep while you're folding laundry or something because you're just done. And I think we've made, Rosemary made that intentional decision two years ago for herself and then probably about a year ago, we sort of made an intentional decision for both of us to say, let's focus on some self-care. Let's make sure this is going to work. And that shift has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, you guys just make me smile. It's <laughs> when we were upstairs and the camera was on, like you guys were just having just the time of your lives, which makes me happy. Uh, but one thing I wanted to bring up, I remember when Rosemary, when you first joined and you know, you would talk about David and I'm like, who's this David guy? Like, I know it's her husband, but like, what, he seems like such a cool guy. I want to meet him. And you're like, yeah, David will not be coming to this gym. <laughs> Why is that? And what has changed now? Cause he's here in the flesh, which makes me smile ear to ear. Yes. <clears throat> when I first came, I did say David will never <laughs> join this gym. And so if you are hoping that I'm gonna bring other people to this gym, it will not be my partner, it will be other people in this community. Um, but the reason for it is because David and I, we are naturally very competitive people, and one of us is a very sore loser. Which, it's hard to say who. <laughs> yeah, should we, take, should we take bets? We'll take bets, it's gonna be on Instagram, you can okay. vote. There we go. Um, but the gym and movement in the community that I have built became my sacred sanctuary. And so it was my place to de-stress. It was my place to make friends. It was my place to hit my goals. And as much as I wanted all of that for David, there are other means and there were other places he could go to. Um, in the past, we had done uh, fitness classes together and it never ended well. It would always end up in a fight or I would be telling him that he wasn't doing his downward dog properly or like <laughs> he would do a push-up and the poor guy would get nothing but criticism. And so 
if the gym was going to be something that was life-giving, the last thing one needs is his partner to tell him he's doing everything wrong and what the heck is that? And some people don't take suggestions well. <laughs> right. <laughs> let's, let's make sure it's not just like, oh, well, Rosemary was just telling him to do things and of course the poor guy just couldn't take it. Well, sometimes the poor guy just isn't good at taking advice. <laughs> so... When I started coming to movements, David did find another gym and, um, and things were working out really well. When COVID hit, um, and I'll let David share a little bit about his experience, um, but David really had nowhere to go. And at movement, there was all of the Facebook classes. It's not that I went to the gym. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. But I invited David to do the workouts with me. Um, also, when COVID hit, I got really busy at work and so I knew that if I was going to stay sane and if I was going to keep my mental health in check, I needed to make sure that I got those workouts in. Yeah. And so that's why there was a lot of 10 p.m. workouts, 11 p.m. workouts even. Um, and David really enjoyed those workouts, but 11 o'clock is also late for somebody to be working out. At that point, David was at home trying to keep his job while taking care of two rascals at home. And so he was exhausted by the time 11 o'clock came. And so I offered to him to reach out and see if he would consider doing, at that point it was called individualized design mm -hmm. with Will, um, especially since David has um, bad shoulders. And so that's how David started um, with the movement community. And it was all supposed to be remote. Um, but then afterwards he really enjoyed it. And that's how he started coming. When movements opened again, he started coming to classes. Um, but we've never actually worked out together here at Movements. Again, just because of logistics, need, needing somebody to be home with the kids when the other is working out. Um, but it really has been nice. Mm -hmm. It has been a good experience. Um, and we shared a little bit about it upstairs where now going to the gym is not just my sacred sanctuary, but it is an experience that I get to share with my husband and I should get to share it with my kids. Because when I go home, David asks me about my workout. When David has a conversation with Luke, um, with his bi-weekly check-ins, he gets to share uh, the conversation with me. And so then the advice that Luke gives him, it becomes something that we focus on as a family. And so the example that I gave upstairs was that very recently, uh, Luke and David they in their bi-weekly check and they were talking about dialing in those protein goals mm. making sure that david was hitting his protein goals every day and so for me i do most of the f meal preps at home so i'm going to make sure or so i have been making sure that in the fridge there's always different protein options but also when i'm having my protein shakes i'll ask david hey have you had yours today and so it's really great here at movement that we get those we get the accountability through our coaches and their check-ins on Voxer, bi-weekly check-ins. But accountability also comes all the time uh, when, it, when your partner is involved as well. Yeah, it's funny. I'm just, uh, I'm, I have this like mental picture in my head when you were coming to movements and David, you were not coming to movements that like it was just David standing outside a window and he's just like watching a party and we're all dancing and having a good time. Single like, cheer. Oh, just, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool down here by myself alone. Yeah. Like, that's good, David. Just stay outside. Yeah, and of course, it's always raining. It's <laughs> yeah, always it's it's pouring rain. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's the David Tennant, yes. you know, he's just standing there, rain pouring <laughs> down my face. It's uh, the sad doctor. 
But I, so my question for you, David, which will kind of relate back to what, what Rosemary was saying as well. Um, I know before in the past you've done more like personal training. So actually having mm -hmm. someone there kind of with you the whole way. And now you're doing more of this individualized program um, where you have a coach telling you what to do, but you don't necessarily have them in the flesh beside you. What has that sort of change been like for you? And is it something that you've enjoyed? Yeah, I mean, so when I was at a different gym, I had a great coach. Uh, we had a really good relationship. He knew my goals. We were working toward them. And, and I enjoyed it. But it was that sort of like once a week we'd see one another. And what the big shift for like movement was, especially when COVID hit, gyms closed, was as a small business, but with like really smart um, strategy, was able to pivot with like ease, like no problem, very communicative to your members. Like I was seeing that from Rosemary, I mean, almost immediately, you know, the Facebook pieces, having groups of people sort of assigned with a coach, figuring all that out. And there was me standing outside the party, <laughs> looking in, being like, well, my gym doesn't have these things. My gym has not actually communicated anything to me. I texted my coach and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm here, but I don't have any tools for you. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I mean, how he gets paid is if we work out together and the gym provided no tools. They, that's the thing I've, I've told him, you know, I'm not leaving you, I'm leaving the gym. Like it, it's not you, it's them because you are great, but you don't have any of the tools you've not been equipped to succeed. Whereas at movement, I mean, the success is there. Like it's so much easier being able to do the workouts initially in our gym. Uh, so like Will knew what my, what I had um, in terms of my equipment, built a whole program around that. It didn't matter if anything. Again, it's almost like uh, virtual meetings. It's so much easier to go to meetings now. It was so much easier to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. You just had to step outside and it was still enough of a break. You weren't just sitting on your couch trying to get motivated. Go outside to, to the garage, have the weights there, have you know the ability to do those workouts. So the, the shift has been significant because it's like you're remote. Now that we can be here in person, but it's really the platforms you uh, movement has in place uh, the relationship with the coaches, the metrics that are being uh, sort of produced and reviewed, it's, it's phenomenal. And it's, it's a testament to small businesses with the right strategy deliver so much better than big, gigantic mm -hmm. gyms that have no strategy. And they don't care about their coaches and their clients in the same way. Mm -hmm. I mean, my previous gym, what did they do for that coach? Nothing, right? And movement was able to immediately pivot, which is essential in these unprecedented times. Um, and it was phenomenal. And I saw it and I wanted to be part of that party. I wanted to be <laughs> dancing around. I didn't want to be out in the rain anymore. Yeah. And it was significant. And I mean, just in-body stuff, looking at like that shift, looking at just like strength, looking at like, how we come out of this pandemic, you know, a lot of people, it, and it's been difficult, but there's been also a lot of like, this has been amazing transformational year because I've been able to do things using the movement method at home, now in the gym again, but like 
I'm coming out of this pandemic faster, stronger, better looking. Yeah. And in the party. <laughs> and in, in the, the party, party. yeah. yeah we opened my, the door. We gave you a change right. of clothes. Yeah, I got my party pants on yeah. now, <laughs> which are like MC Hammer style yeah, pants. Yeah, of course. That's, of course. The, That's what we all pictured. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, you know, when we think of small business, and I know you know this firsthand, just having your own small business, it's what makes it a little bit easier to pivot is that there's not as many moving parts. It's like, okay, we have 10 staff as opposed to like 10,000 staff, or we have 200 members as opposed to 2 million members. Mm -hmm. And it's relationships, right? Like Absolutely. You, you can meet people where they are because you can scale it to where you are. For it's, sure. It's easier to do those things. And again, it's the value is there. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing good. Seven minutes left. Don't worry, Rosemary. I have an eye on the, on the <laughs> clock. Luke will thank you. Yeah. Yes. Are there any other trains coming by? Did you guys... You might have heard it. You'll be surprised. Okay. Because I, I think... I wonder... So when I've listened to the podcast and I've heard the trains, yeah. I've always just assumed you had a soundtrack. It was just part of like the ambience of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, like it was trying to be like, yeah, this is where we are. Well, as you and I were discussing, Brooke is a big train, train enthusiast. enthusiast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, have to, I, I have to include yeah. those little bits wherever I can in here. Uh, <laughs> what else can we talk about? There's just, because I don't, I'm, I need to be very picky because if I pick something that we're going to talk about for 40 minutes... Today can become rest day then. Yeah, then we no, 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 no. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not doing that. I'm My not lunch hour has to end at one point. I'm not, I have I'm a not, job. I'm not ruining that. Um, yeah. well, at so least we're not very verbose. <laughs> uh, I think a good one that you talked about upstairs that I, I thought your answer was really well uh, well thought was you you know, you know you were a part of our, our group classes. That's kind of how you got introduced into movement strength doing the Movement 45 classes, or you know, at the time it was the CrossFit classes, and you've sort of made this switch into individual design, working more one-on-one -on -one under Luke. Um, how has that Ooh. transition been? And uh, yeah, and what's your relationship like with your coach? Um, when I started and doing the classes, it was really fundamental for me and it was foundational even because I was able to make those relationships that I needed for that accountability. And so if you talk to me, you'll hear that what I loved most about movement when I first started was that I had, because I was going to the same class every day, it was the same people that I was seeing. And so if there was a day that I wasn't there, I would get a text or a message um, just asking, hey, where are you? Um, did you have to go to work early? And it wasn't guilt tripping. It wasn't laden with feelings, but it was just a little check-in. Um, and that's sometimes all we need is that little nudge. And sometimes it's a really valid reason why we didn't come to the gym. Oh, because I had a 7 a.m. meeting and I needed to be there. But it's nice to know that you're part of something and that when the days are hard, you have people who are looking forward to see you. Um, and it's also nice because in those workouts, it, they're less painful when you share it with a group. Mm -hmm. And so it was really important. And in that first year of coming to movement, that's what kept me consistent, was that group of 6 a.m. people who came. Um, shifting to the individualized design, I was worried about what it was going to be like. I did tell Luke that I am somebody who does make excuses. And so I am worried that I'm going to give you excuses and say, oh, I had a long day at work, I'm not gonna come. And so when we first started, 
we kept a few of those um, classes in and I was doing a mix 50-50 and then we start to shift to, I think like, I don't know what the split is going to be, but it was like three days a week I was doing um, workouts on my own and then two days a week I was doing the classes and then eventually we shifted to just doing um, the individualized workouts. And the reason for that is because I had those relationships. So I, st- I was still seeing these people come in and out of the gym. And so we would still spend those few minutes saying hi and checking in with one another. But one reason why I've kept going with this individualized design or movement methods instead of going back to the classes is because I learned that I get to, as a client, I get to control what those programming is and so Luke and I we've discussed at length what my goals are and so he programs my workouts and if you are in a class setting it's still really good programming but if you miss a day you miss that day and so for a while with movements it was there was a certain day of the week that was going to be focused on aerobic capacity and another day that was focused on gymnastics and another move another day was focused on um ollie lifting and so for my schedule, I was always having, let's say, Wednesdays were my days off. But then that meant that I was always missing out on the aerobic capacity day. And that meant that I wasn't going to develop that. And so that kind of sucks. Whereas with Luke, my rest day is my rest day, but he still makes sure that I hit all of the goals that I want to uh, work on and that those workouts are still there. Um, Also, life happens and sometimes when life happens you still have the same goals and when you're part of a class setting if life happens well the missed classes are the missed classes and too bad so sad because at the end of the six weeks or the 12 weeks they're going to move on to some other programming but working with an individualized coach they understand that life happens and they will tweak your workouts for you Um, and they will even tweak your nutrition for you too understanding that life happens and so it is about that communication all the time with Luke um, letting him know where we're going to be whether it's vacation or whether I am just taking a few days off because work is busy or you know saying hey work is really busy Luke and I just need you to check in on me to make sure that I'm going to the gym and you will get the message at 12 p.m. how are you feeling you'll get that message at 2 p.m. you'll get a message at 4 p.m. are you wrapping up work are you going to go to the gym it is a little annoying, but you know what? It gets me to the gym. And so that's Saves me the from p- having to do it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're welcome. David. That's the power of an individualized coach who cares about you and who actually wants to see you succeed. Um, yeah, and even sometimes as you go through um, that journey with your coach, you realize your goals need to change because whether they were too lofty or it's not something, in, that's, it's just not a goal anymore. And your coaches make it okay and they give you permission because they want to see you succeed yeah and it can be seasonal as well so i mean luke and i just moved out of me doing a ton of these like virtual ironman like races and things like that so every weekend i'd be doing a run a bike a run and so that was like a lot of cardio stuff and then it was like okay that season's done for me we're moving into winter let's focus on strength maybe getting, you know, bulking up or something like that. And then come springtime again, shifting back into getting ready for some long distance races and things like that. So again, that's been Mm -hmm. phenomenal. Um, Very cool. 
Okay, it's one o'clock. I have rapid fire questions, and we're done. Let's do it. This is the best part of every. I know. I love rapid fire. It's like, oh, you can only be like one word. You're like, oh my goodness. (laughs) So that's why I practiced all words. Yeah, you look so nervous right now. Oh, I'm I'm ready. Ready? Testing Um, is hard. We'll go David Rosemary. Oh, boy. Aerobic capacity or strength training? Strength training. Strength training. Because I'm already amazing at aerobic capacity. Beat it. Barbell or dumbbell? Barbell. Barbell, but Luke won't let me touch a barbell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like that. He's mean like that. Um, rower or assault bike? Ooh. I, you know, I love them both. The, the assault bike is a lot of fun though. It's a lot of fun. You know, you are not human. Throwing on, throwing on a big old heavy sweater and just getting in there. Wow. Look at you, Rocky. Okay. He's a suck up. (laughs) I would have said assault bike, but when I broke my back, not actually when I hurt myself and Luke didn't let me row. Yeah. Started missing the rower, so really, I know, I know. We've I'm had just a good relationship it, with the rower. Me I'm just hoping it translates. I'm yeah. gonna start take up rowing, and hopefully, it's exactly the same. Uh, Greek yogurt or cottage cheese? Greek yogurt all the way. Cottage yeah. cheese is garbage. That is true. Tempe- we, I want to find those big old tubs of Greek yogurt. That's oh what we yeah, need. David, this to, is rapid fire, not slow fire. Yeah, you gotta go to Thunder Bay for that, man. It's all relative. Uh, carbs or fats? Carbs. Carbs. Favorite healthy snack? Applesauce, cinnamon, and raisins. Mm. Raisins. Yeah. All right. Yogurt, protein, and like beets. Juiced beets. Stop it. So good. Actually? Yeah. I love beets. I don't touch beets. Can't yeah. beat beets. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite unhealthy snack? Poutine from London Health Sciences Center. Really? Their calf has the best French fries and best poutine in this entire city. Interesting. Yeah, it's not unhealthy for everybody at home. I really love beer. Yes. Um, but I certainly, uh, it's, it's all about quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, but like a great um, sour uh, that you can pick up at the LCBO from London Brewing. I was just going to say, well, where should, what kind yeah, of sour yeah. should I be having? Uh my favorite is the hibiscus sour. And who's the... Uh, London Brewing. They're located at 521 Burbrook Place, <laughs> London, Ontario. You can also find us online at londonbrewing.ca. Go to londonbrewing.ca slash shop to get it delivered straight to your home. It's good drinking. Yeah. Oh, I love beer. Beer, beer, beer. <laughs> um, but it, it, is, it is something, again, just as with the kids, we talk about moderation. You just can't have it all the time. It's not going to make it as good. So really... Um, yeah, that's my favorite unhealthy yeah. snack. You got to pick a quality beer from a quality. That's beer. right. Make it worth it. it all, right. If if the, the calories aren't worth it, what are you doing to yourself? Golly Bud, <laughs> favorite local place to eat. Ooh, um, you know what? The best cooking's at home. <laughs> oh wow! Such a freaking suck up. <laughs> Rosemary, same question. Sakata ramen. Oh yeah, it is really mm-hmm. good. Is that on Queen Street? Queen and Clarence, yes, yeah. Yes, that's really good. Um, what are you watching on Netflix right now? We just finished. It's not Netflix, but we just finished Ted Lasso. So good. Oh, is that Apple? T- Apple? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, what am I watching? I don't even know. Oh, well, so Discovery just started up, Star Trek Discovery, but I haven't yet watched it. The Mandalorian just restarted. Yes. I haven't watched it. Those are all on my, like, yes. 
to the to do list. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, the gym can put some TVs. But in. we've also been like so on Netflix. We've <laughs> yeah. just been wa- like rewatching like Queer Eye, or I've been rewatching with Rosemary for her first time. That because is the best show. It is. You know what? Doesn't it just make you smile? That's the thing. If At the end of the day, good, it you is. Watch Queer Eye. Absolutely. Every, every person needs like a cheering squad of five people who are just there and who are amazing human beings. Oh. Okay. On the count of three, favorite character. One, two, three. John. Bobby. Bobby. What did you say? Bobby. Bobby, yeah. What did you say? I like Jonathan. He's so adorable. Bobby is. I feel, so Caitlin and I have this inside joke where it's like, is it Karamo? Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what does Karamo do? It's like, poor Bobby <laughs> is building an entire house. He's like hands and knees building the house. And Karamo's like, culture. <laughs> poor Bobby. <laughs> anyway. Bobby's phenomenal. But I, I just, I find Jonathan so adorable. Oh, I just, he's, 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 he's the best. And that's the th- what's interesting is like, to be doing like self-care, like hair, face, and yet he brings so much of like that sort of emotional well-being. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it when Bobby makes the person help out. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby is like he puts his vulnerability out there. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah. They're all they're all great. Um, best purchase under a hundred dollars. Oh. Um, Go to Rosemary first. I don't know. I'm a big spender. This morning, I thought that the resin table we had was pretty darn good. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically a foldable table that we use all the time because we bring it outside and then the kids play on it. Before COVID, when people came over, you bring it outside. It, it's portable. It's easy. It's <laughs> resin table. Cheap. I don't even know. I don't know what I... I don't buy a lot of things. I'm a monk. What um, was your last purchase under $100? Oh my god! I don't even. I I draw blanks on these things. The last purchase I I bought a um, a print server. All right. For home. That's definitely not under hundred dollars. Uh, no, it was. It was like oh. uh, fifty bucks. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Boom. Done. It's most impactful book you've read. Oh. Um, <laughs> I love. I really appreciate like Brene Brown. So I'd okay. say like Dare to Lead or yep. something like that would be. Was good pretty one. good, yeah. Not a reader. Okay, audiobook. <laughs> I don't like reading. Podcast. Um, I don't even like reading to the children at bedtime. Oh, Green Eggs and Ham. Um, a lot of fun. But I have read impactful books. Um, oh, this is going to sound really nerdy. Children of Katrina was a pretty impactful book. It's nerdy only because that's your field of study. I know. Oh, that's so, nerdy. It's passion. Yeah. So it's like I've got such a lady crush on her, professional crush. And so it's a researcher who spent seven years following seven children after the after Hurricane Katrina, um, understanding just how the social determinants of health impact one's uh, recovery and survivability after a disaster. That's cool. What's it called? Sorry. Children of Katrina. Yeah. See, I prefer like escapist. So I've been reading a lot of Brandon Sanderson which is all like fantasy and uh, great. Everyone should get into it. Man, I'm obsessed with Dan Brown's series on Robert Langdon, like mm. the uh, Angels and Demons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Da Vinci Code. I just rewatched <laughs> the movies last week. God, I, I didn't care for his writing. Sorry? Didn't care for it. Yeah, well, stop yucking my yums. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's your favorite app? I love my fitness pal. It makes me feel good about the things I'm doing. <laughs> hmm. 
favorite app yeah that's you almost have to pull it out yeah um the phone that is yeah so i mean like communication wise like i really like slack um i like npr1 npr1 is great because it's like the radio but like with podcasts as well so if you if you've never gotten into that one npr1 npr1 national public radio um one it's great because you can just leave it on yeah but then it like intersperses like the news with like oh. really great podcasts they do great long-form journalism huh. yeah NPR i'm really one. bad at this rapid fire yeah. nobody needs rationale i'm gonna say google photos because it has memories of all of your photos and it also does collages and it like just it automatically edits some of your photos it's great the best okay I went nine minutes over. That's good. I feel bad. I'm sorry. You're still going to work out, right? Of course. Good. Well, I might just have the whole afternoon open because I might be fired. <laughs> well, that's okay. I'm more worried about Rosemary's workout. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's funny how that's what I was focused on the whole time, not you having to go back to work. I'll just work. I appreciate it. Twice uh, as fast. Oh, goodness. Well, honestly, thank you guys for... Go ahead. I was going to say, you know that I'm the one paying for both of our accounts, so no it one is. needs him. Yeah, that's true. See, so you're fine. Yeah, I let Rosemary know. I'm like, oh, yeah, I joined up for the uh, the Christmas <laughs> challenge. Uh, you'll see it on your credit card. Uh, thank you guys for making time today. I know you guys are on different schedules. You have two young kids, so I'm really, really excited that we're able to make this work. I don't this think about great. the kids till 3 p.m. Oh, okay, so no kids till 3 p.m. 3 p.m.? <laughs> I start thinking about them. Oh, you start thinking about them. I start thinking about them five minutes after I was supposed to pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag parenting. Uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this. If you saw value in this podcast, please feel free to share it with friends, family, whoever you think would enjoy it. Um, please go ahead and rate us the five stars on whatever platform you're listening to this on. It does really help us out. So with all that being said, hope you guys have the best day ever and bye for now.